If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's your Daily Dose of Donna, and today is Wednesday, May 3rd. Welcome to the show. I am so happy to have you here, as I am every single day. Every single day, I learn something new. I learn something new about my show, about your, you guys as an audience. Yesterday, I had my big masterclass right after I recorded the show. And if you are seriously interested in starting and growing your own podcast, I am offering a very, very limited amount of spots for this 30-day accelerator where you get to work one-on-one with me before I go away on my trip in June. And um, we can get your podcast off off and, and running, or we can help you grow. And I've got some really fun things that I'm offering if you sign up. I really, I've I've sold a few of them already, so I just have, I think, three more spots. I'll put the info below. But that is just a little homework because today what we're going to talk about, we have so many good stories, so many good stories. Oh, yeah, I'm not on, um, oh, I have some friends over here. I'm not live on YouTube. I am just here on TikTok today. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about this live on YouTube versus not. I am still, like, I I build in public. This is really what I'm doing, right? I'm building in public. I'm sharing with you guys the journey of starting and growing. And when I went live on YouTube, I was not finding that that video had as much reach as it normally does. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. I am recording for YouTube, Sarah. She's asking on TikTok, why am I looking at this camera if I am here? It's because I'm recording for YouTube, but my live conversations are on TikTok. All right. You guys, I have a little cold. I apologize if I'm a little sniffly or a little congested. You know how when you have a cold, you wake up in the morning and you just want to die? Like literally wanted to die this morning. I was so sick. And then I got up and I did all the things, the Mucinex, the Flonase, the Zycam, the drinking water, the sitting in the sun, sweating it out. And I feel a little bit better. So hopefully I can get through this. I have a very big weekend ahead of me and I need to feel good for it. We have a school gala. So fancy. So fancy. It's not that, Sarah. It's just a head cold. We don't even go there. And who cares anymore, right? We're not going there. Um, 
So you guys know how I'm obsessed with the show Jury Duty, and I talk about Jury Duty all the time. Jury Duty is a limited show. It's eight episodes. It's on Amazon Freebie, the network of Jeff Lewis, uh, Jeff Lewis's show, Housewife, Hollywood Houselift, <laughs> like what? Hollywood Housewives, that, maybe that's next. And um, oh my God, I need to, I need to read it. Oh, hold, okay, one second, really fast, Jury Duty. So a lot of people are saying that they've watched it because of the show and I'm so happy and I'm dying to know. I've been messaging back and forth with Ronald, the lead, and he's like, I am so overscheduled right now to do podcasts. Can you reach out to my team? And I was like, oh my God, he has a team now. Ronald, if you watch the show, he's such a sweet, like, just your average Joe, but such a good guy. But this is so funny. I was at my yoga class. Well, actually, I was watching the show on Sunday. And as I was watching, I recognized the lawyer, the prosecutor, the redhead prosecutor. I can't remember what name they gave her on the show. She um, was a real-life attorney. You find out in the last episode that she was a real-life attorney turned actor. And she looked so familiar to me the entire episodes. Like all the episodes, I was like, who is she? I know her. I know her. Who is she? And then I did some digging on who she is. And sure enough, we take yoga together. And I always notice her because I just like to look at people. And um, she's in my yoga class. And so we were in yoga today together. And I went up to her afterwards and I was like, Trisha, I'm obsessed with jury duty. And she's like, oh my God, that's so nice. I can't believe you recognize me. You know, it's one of those things I think that like the people that are on jury duty are probably just getting thrown for a loop. Some of them have better and stronger resumes and some of them like the little, you know, character, the character actors. It's so funny because when I used to be a casting director for Disney, so much of our casting were these really strong character actors. And what character actors are, are like the cast's that are in commercials, the everyday looking people, the people that you would walk by at the gym or at the market, you would never think, oh, they're actors because they just look like a school teacher or a security guard or a mom or, you know, a kind of quirky professor or whatever it is. So those are the people that get all those commercial roles, the ones that aren't celebrities, because they're able to pass by as like normal human beings that actually would use bounty or whatever. Um, so the jury was filled with so many actors that I knew I, that I had auditioned over the years. And if you watch Jury Duty, episode one, the first episode, there's like this really old woman who stands up and she has kind of like a, a very, very like distinct face. And she's like, I just don't feel like being here. And the judge is like, okay, you can go home. And he dismisses her. She was uh, an actress that I auditioned all the time. Her name is Bunny. I love Bunny. I used to have Bunny's headshots all the time. She used to take all my classes. Fantastic. It was really, really fun to see all those faces. So yes, I go and I do yoga, not only with Derek Huff, but also the attorney from Jury Duty. I should literally get paid by Amazon Freebie for as many people that I got turned on onto that show. Okay, you guys, there is... No, I did not see that Alyssa is leaving Jeff Lewis live because I didn't listen to it live. Someone share the news with me. Breaking news here. Did it happen today? Someone share with me. I've got a lot of Jeff Lewis fans that come into the TikTok, Jeff Lewis obsessed, and then cats coffee and, or coffee and cocktails, and then there's like a cat. Oh my God, Alyssa, the producer, is leaving Jeff Lewis live. Now the question is, is she leaving because... Is she leaving serious or is she just leaving Jeff Lewis live? You know, I've met Alyssa multiple times. 
tell me everything so I can share it with the show, um, TikTok. So, okay. So according to Sarah from Jeff Lewis Obsessed, Alyssa will not be in studio for Jeff Lewis anymore, but not leaving Sirius. Maybe she's getting a promotion that takes her out of studio producing. Jameson will be full-time. He is already full-time, isn't he? It's very vague. So I was on Amy Phillips' show two times. I have to find the picture. Amy Phillips, reality checked. The first time I was on her show was back in... God, what year was this? I was still casting. It was so long ago, you guys. I was like, I had to drive over there so early. I had a little baby at home um, and I had my kid, like I remember my nanny was late and I was stressed and like had to drive over because I live in the valley. I had to drive over the hill and get there. Her show was taping at like 8 a.m. at the time. It wasn't a daily show. It was a weekly show or like two times a week. And we covered, the first time I was there, we covered... um, an episode of Real Housewives of OC with Shannon. You guys are going to die when you hear this. If you're an OC fan, Shannon Bedore's uh, daughters had that band. I wish more than anything I could remember the name of the song that they sang. And they like Shannon was like stage mom. She was still with David. I think at the time. And they were doing a whole, um, a whole, you know, performance and, Shannon was like, get it together, girls. And so I was on the episode the next day talking about that. And Alyssa hooked me up with all the information about like where to park and where to go. She was on air, but she wasn't in LA at the time. She was in New York, I want to say. I could be wrong, but I feel like she was definitely not in studio. And this was pre, you know, COVID and all that pre-pandemic. So I don't think she was there. And then um, the second time I was on the show, we covered a Shaws of Sunset episode. And, you know, I went to Beverly Hills High School, which is 70% Persian. So I felt right at home, you know, talking about my Persian friends. Um, Okay, so Sarah uh, Sarah from Jeff Lewis Obsessed says, join Patreon for Amy's new podcast, Drama Darling. So Amy Phillips left SiriusXM. She announced it a couple weeks ago, May, uh, I want to say May 5th, that this week is her last week, right? Friday is her last week. And, um, and she is doing her own podcast, her own Patreon. I will join even if I don't, this is how I feel about Patreon. So I'm going to start a Patreon, just FYI. Don't freak out everyone. I know some people are like anything I can do. This is how I look at Patreon. There is like a few support, uh, creators that I will always support on Patreon for like $3.99, $4.99, even like $7.99 a month. Why? Because I get so much incredible entertainment from them for free. And if I am getting five days or once a week even or three times a week free entertainment that makes me smile, that makes me laugh, that gives me something to do for an hour, why the F wouldn't I want to take out my own wallet and give them that money as like a thank you? We tip for coffee. We tip $2 for one cup of coffee. Why can't we give creators who are working their butts off $4.99 a month? That's how I feel. So I support like, I think like six Patreon creators whom I love their content as a thank you. You know, Um, how is it free? Okay, so I'm getting a couple of comments saying, I am not paying for 95 people on Patreon. It's getting ridiculous. Well, you shouldn't have to pay for everyone always. I do believe that like if you're not utilizing any of their additional content, stop paying for it and focus on for a few months on someone that you're really into. Like there was a creator that I was um, 
I was paying for and I was realizing that they were releasing extra episodes and whatever and I just wasn't listening to them. And if I found that like it wasn't interesting content enough for me, I gave it like three or four months and then I moved on. But at least I'm giving them like a $20 total thank you. To me, I don't mind doing that. I find like the more you give, if you're getting, and like podcasting and YouTube and stuff, for the most part is free. It's one thing if you're paying for Sirius and then their Patreon. That's a little weird, I guess. Yes, if you can afford it. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Holly. Bye. Um, <laughs> if you can afford it. I would never, ever force anyone. But if you do have that kind of feeling like, thank you so much for entertaining me. I'm going to support you. So like Amy Phillips, love her so much. I love her as a person. She's a friend of mine. I used to audition her, as you guys know. I would totally support her Patreon, and I'm going to support tonight to join her her, um, her Zoom. So I'm excited about that. All right. You guys, we have to talk about the trailer. We have to talk, and I'll get more information, by the way, about Alyssa and Jeff Lewis. We'll find out more, and I'm sure I'll have more tomorrow. Okay, let's talk of about the Vanderpump trailer. All right. Are you, we ready for this? Okay. So unless you were living under a rock, if you are a fan of Vanderpump, if you're a fan of Bravo yesterday, a big, huge, crazy leak happens. And the first thing I see was, um, on Ryan Bailey. So good with Ryan Bailey. I see him posting. I know Bravo and cocktails also got a, uh, a hand on it. Like a couple different people got it, uh, saw it right away on a random account. I think it's called not today neck, something like that. Right. Um, random Bravo account that started, I think yesterday it's up to 4,000 followers. Now, when I tell you, I watched this trailer in shock mouth agape, like could not believe what I was seeing. Now we know that this stuff is coming. We've all read the articles. We've all read the the leaks that, you know, there are there is a scene of Raquel and Tom embracing or kissing on camera in the finale. We do know that there's a conversation between Ariana and Tom. We've seen her say in the mid-season trailer, for you to die. You know, we've seen all these things, but to see it actually in front of us like that. To see Tom Sandoval saying, I was going to break up with Ariana. I have to do his voice. Hold on. Let me get a little bit more congested. I was going to break up with Ariana regardless. And Sheena goes, yeah. And then you effed her best friend first. Or you you didn't have to F her best friend first. I mean, it was, you can't write this, right? Yesterday I was listening to a clip of Jackson Brittany from their show. What are your thoughts on their show? I love watching their Peacock rewatch. They have only done it for a few episodes, but I think it's actually really cute. But their podcast, I'm, I'm on the fence. I tried. I will continue to try. I don't know if they're going to have much past Vanderpump content, which concerns me a little bit. Jack seems very invested in Vanderpump conversation. Like he's really, really obsessed with talking about it. He said something yesterday that I can't – he says, I can't remember a day in my life that I was around Tom Sandoval and didn't smell Red Bull, coffee, and cigarettes. Like vomit, right? Doesn't that just make you like think like Raquel has to deal with that? Ariana's had to deal with that in bed next to them. Like, ooh, so gross. Um, so anyway, this trailer was really hard to watch. Like every episode is is like, ooh, it hurts. It hurts to watch. And we can talk about this over and over. Why is this 
um, story so intense, it's because we're watching the making of, you know, it's something is more, if we found out, oh, they had an affair, whatever, and the show was over and we talked about it, just like it would be a news article. But the fact that it came out and now we're watching the making of it and the behind the scenes and how pathological and how sociological, um, not sociological, how uh, sociopath like people can be behind the scenes lying through their teeth. I think that's the craziest thing. It's really really insane to watch. Um, I can't wait for tonight's episode, obviously. I saw um, – my goal in life is to get screeners, to get them early because what, I have to wait until 9 p.m. Pacific time. Anyway, so this trailer comes out. It gets leaked. Not one hour later, maybe two hours later, Bravo TV comes out and says, you thought you saw the trailer, but here's the real one. Poor Bravo. They had to scramble. And I think that they – Either the the leaked version was the unfinished version. You know how sometimes they do, um, well, in production, you get like a first cut and then they get notes and then they get a second cut and then you get notes and then you get, a, you know what I mean? So in this case, I have a feeling that what happened was they got a, uh, a leaked first draft or first cut and then... Bravo had probably edited it a little bit differently because we saw two random little things of Raquel and Tom. In the leaked version, we see them standing there, and this is insanely awkward. Raquel is standing there, and she's looking at Tom, and Tom is – I wish I could do it. Like, like he's taking her face and, like, rubbing her face, like, intensely. And he's like, I um, – what does he say? I uh, – she says, well, we wouldn't have done this if we didn't – we wouldn't have done this if we didn't think this was the right thing to do or something along the lines of like, we, this, this is worth it. This should be, it it will be worth it. We wouldn't have done this if it wasn't worth it. Something like that. Horrible. And then the other one that we see, which is even 10 times worse is she's sitting there. Notice their, the, the galaxy lights, Raquel's galaxy lights are on the entire episode, every scene that she's in. She lives with those galaxy lights. They're like her support. Uh, bunny. So she's sitting there and she's looking at Tom and she's like, oh my God, it turned out so much worse than we could have ever thought. Smiling. Is she one of those people that smiles when things are bad? You know how there's people that like don't know how to, um, excuse me, don't know how to react to like bad news. So they laugh. That's my son, by the way, seven years old. Every time he's in trouble, he laughs. Drives me mad. But I think it's an uncomfortable, like, situation. But this turned out so much worse than we ever could have thought it would turn out. No shit, Sherlock. And by the way, when they recorded that episode, I don't know if you guys remember, this was the week after it got found out. This was still in February. This was still in, like, the end of February, early March. It is crazy. Had Do you think they knew that week that this was going to still be on everyone's conversation topics, that it was this was still going to hit headlines. I, I have no, I wonder if they actually knew. I'm sure they thought it will blow over. Give it one more week. Someone else's story. A Kim Kardashian will hook up with someone new and we'll get over, like people will be over us. Nope, we're not over it. We will not be over it until that finale airs on May 24th. And I'm sure it's not going to be a one week finale right? It's probably going to be, I mean, reunion, it's probably going to be a three-weeker. 
Meanwhile, Ariana is living her best life. I saw yesterday on Instagram, she is in this new ad for this company, Joyburst, which is drinks. She looks gorgeous. She looks happy. It's not giving heartbroken at all. Um, she was at the Yankees game last night with her new boyfriend, the strong Y. I think his name is Danny. She is chilling, uh, living, loving, laughing, and she's on the on Yankees is posting her, and she's on the big screen. I mean, everyone is getting their chance at Ariana right now. Ariana to them, like the White House, Daily Mail, like the Yankees. Like, what's next? What's next? Is she going to like uh, head up the Super Bowl? Um, I think that I think that she's living her best life. I also think that she was emotionally done with this relationship because I don't care what you say. It's still in real time. Your boyfriend of ten years has cheated on you with your best friend, it's going to be really hard, I think, to like just be happy and go out and like party at Coachella and do this and do that. I'm getting the feeling that she is not that heartbroken. I think she was probably shocked and devastated. I don't think she's like holding on to any like major pain day to day because we all, I mean, unless it's all about like showing this revenge, like I'm okay without you. I don't know. What do you guys think? I would love to know what you guys think. Do you think she's really, really still hurting? Or do you think she was just shocked and devastated for that week and then was like, wait, what the hell? I hate him. I don't even like him. I, I don't even love him. We're not supposed to be together anyway. I'm so interested if you guys think that. Um, okay. A couple of extra things that I'm hearing from, um, from TikTok from Sarah. Uh, Andy Cohen said today that it's two weeks of the Vanderpump reunion and then another week of extra scenes. How many more extra scenes can we see? It's like an extra scene of Tom and Raquel having sex. <laughs> Whoops, we forgot to show you this. This happened back in uh, August. Um, Andy Cohen said that Real Houses in New Jersey will be a three-part reunion. Ugh, please no. Please no. Is anyone else like that? Like, I'm done with the New Jersey reunions. I don't want to sit through three hours of Melissa and Teresa fighting. I really don't. I'm struggling enough as it is to watch the show. I can't. I don't think I can do it. Um, yeah. Cat and SoCal says, I think the relationship we're talking about Tom and Ariana was more of a business relationship and not intimate at all for years. Yeah. We know that they struggled with physicality for a long time. Um, I also think maybe it was a business relationship, but I don't think he made her feel very good. I don't think she made him feel very good. And when you have a relationship with two people that, you know, aren't lifting each other up and like giving each other, although when you watch it, it looks like Ariana really was there for him. But according to him on the Howie Mandel debacle, will that Howie Mandel interview go down in history as one of the craziest, cringiest, most awkward, horrible interviews in time? Like it should be in the Hollywood um, like TV and film museum. <laughs> this is what you don't want to do to be an interviewer. Okay. A couple of other, uh, news topics. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is shooting. We've been seeing that. We've been, we've seen that they've filmed at local restaurants near me. We've seen them in Vegas looking like cowboys. We've seen Erica Jane going around promoting her show with cameras. And then now we see a picture of them. They are in Spain. They're in Barcelona or areas around that in Spain. And I saw a picture today on Reddit of all of the cast. It's all of them that we know plus one other woman that I don't know. So it was Erica and Kyle and um, Dorit and, and Garcelle and Crystal and Sutton 
And then it's one other woman, and maybe I'm, I hope I'm not mistake missing someone, but one other woman that I don't know who it is. Um, I remember reading that there's a new Real Housewife, but I just don't remember what her name is. They look so happy and so friendly and laughing, all holding hands, walking through the streets of Spain. <laughs> Are they friends? Are we going to watch the most boring season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where everyone just gets along? Because now if we watch a Spain episode back and see, and I felt this way when we saw them in Vegas too. If we watch an episode back of them in Spain and they were all like attacking each other and fighting for the trailer, et cetera, then what is this picture of them like everything's so good? That is one thing that I really despise. At least on Vanderpump Rules, we're not seeing everyone like take these huge cast photos that everything is amazing, we love each other, and then the drama is on TV. Real Housewives is so interesting this way, this, these like happy pictures. <laughs> we love each other. F you. Right? Don't you guys think that's a little weird? Are we excited about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I'm really not. Really not. Maybe I should be, but last season really turned me off. Bore snore. I know everyone's skinny mini. We'll have to see. I love Garcelle. I love Sutton. I'll say it there. And I like Crystal a lot. I don't know about as a real housewife, but I've met her in person a few times and I think she's beyond kind and lovely. Um, Bethany. We're going to just mention Bethany. Mention it all. Bethany Frankel. Oh, you guys, you know, Bethany blocked me on TikTok a long time ago. So long ago. I don't hold her against, I don't like take it personally. I don't, um, I'm not mad at her for it. I had to block someone last night on TikTok with zero followers, zero posts, zero following. So didn't even follow me. I have no idea who this person is. And they commented on my TikTok about the Met Gala saying, you have the worst fashion I've ever seen. And we have to do something about your eyes, like your eye bags. Which, by the way, I have a little bit of a cold right now, and it's already a self-conscious thing. And I was like, F you. I don't want to feel that way, so I blocked them. Um, now I just opened up the haters because I feel like now people are just going to be like, your eye bags are so bad. Um, but speaking of eye bags, Bethany Frankel has had many pieces of content in the last couple of days because she is talking about her dark under eye circle, saying it's an autoimmune disease, that she struggled with long COVID, that she's struggling with POTS, that she struggles with intense dehydration, that she struggles with these de- near-death allergies, low blood pressure, this, this, that. Why is it that I find her so bored? that I feel like she is dying for something to do. And if that right now is like her health journey, fine. If it's creating content literally about every single thing, every single She posts on TikTok. Bethany Frankel posts on TikTok six to eight times a, a day. I, I don't get it. It's about the food. It's about the makeup. It's about the dogs. It's about Carl Lagerfeld. It's about, um, you know, the peanut butter. It's about the driver. It's about the beignet. It's about the shopping. Like, don't you have a group text with friends? Like, don't you have, this is not trying to be mean. This is just like oversharing a bit. I, it makes me wonder. It makes me almost sad a little bit sometimes when I see it because I think to myself, like, she needs to, 
communicate and talk and she needs that feedback from people. So she shows everything to everyone because she needs that constant feedback. Okay, a couple things. Stephanie says, I love watching Bethany, but I'm curious what her objective is. I used to like Bethany Bethany until TikTok. I do not like Bethany. I don't like TikTok Bethany at all. And I find it really hard to believe in anything she talks about when her whole thing is about being real. And she's had massive work done on her face in the last year. And she's not mentioning it. She's not mentioning it all. And her opinion about that is like, why do I probably have to tell everyone everything? Well, you're telling me literally what you put in your mouth morning through night. You're telling me every single thing that you're putting in your body. Like, I don't like this kind of selective oversharing. Speaking of oversharing, this is a little bit of a over uh, left turn. Okay, a couple. This is an interesting thing. Um, I think she's trying a million things to see what sticks. I think she is trying a million things to see what sticks and will continue to do whatever she can do, even if it doesn't stick, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it's, she's forcing herself down our throats. So, but listen, Bethany fans are real. They're like Teresa's fans. They're like, um, Heather McDonald fans. Like these fans will go to bat for their people. And so I'm just putting it out there. Like, please, please, Just know I am just sharing my opinion. It's my opinion! Tamara Judge. (laughs) Tamara Jordan, according to Lance. Oh, Stephanie says I never watched her before TikTok. That is so interesting. I mean, you know I'm a big Real Housewives girl, so I've been watching her. I loved her on Real Housewives. She was my favorite. Yeah. If you just see her on TikTok, I'm interested that you love watching her. Maybe you have to know her from before to not like her TikTok. But if you don't know her from before, you like her TikTok. Interesting. Um, Oversharing, you guys, Rachel Bilson, actress. She was on the OC. She was summer on the OC. Rachel Bilson is in the news all the time talking about sex. Okay. I am sex positive. I am not a prude. Talk about it. Do whatever you need to do. I find it interesting that this this, uh, actress, podcaster, has to talk about sex in every interview that she ever does. And she was on a podcast called Women on Top, of course. And she talked, I mean, the the quote was that I want to be manhandled. Okay, a lot of comments really quick about Bethany saying she was really different from prior to TikTok. She's become very hypocritical the last couple of years. Yeah, 100%. That's actually, I think, really fast going back to Bethany. I think that that is, I think the hardest part about it is she's very fast to, to spit out all of her opinions. She cannot take one. So that's why she blocked me when I didn't even say anything bad in that one time that I talked about her. She's blocking and left and right. I mean, so many people have been blocked and the cease and desist and stuff. It's just a bad look. If you're going to be a public figure, right? Um, okay. And, and fine. Like if you don't like what people are saying about you, that's fine. Uh, cease and desists. It's a little much for TikTok in my opinion. It's my opinion. That should be the name of our podcast. It's my opinion. Oh my God. How funny. Lisa Rinna blocked Sarah on Instagram. I don't know why she says, what's up with these people blocking? Well, I guess, look, I just said I blocked someone that upset me. Did you ever say anything mean? You have to think about that. Anyway, Rachel Hilson's telling, Rachel Bilson's telling everyone how she wants to be manhandled. I, this has 
this is going to be a hot take. I find the women and maybe the men too, who talk really openly about how much they want to have sex and how good they are in bed and how wild and crazy they are and how like they love this and this and that are probably the most boring in bed. And it's usually like the kind of ones that you would never expect that just shock you. Hot take. Gwyneth Paltrow was on Call Her Daddy and got asked by Alex Cooper a bunch of questions about her exes, about Brad Pitt and Ben Affleck. This I find so interesting. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow was with Brad Pitt for a few years and with Ben Affleck for a few years. I think she was engaged to Ben. I could be wrong. But with both, so, so she got asked questions like, which one was more romantic? That's Brad Pitt. Which one was better in bed? She's again back to Rachel Bilson and sex. Uh, she said Brad and her had over the top chemistry. And so that was amazing. But I wonder how Ben Affleck feels about this. He said, she said about Ben Affleck, he's technically excellent. <laughs> what does that mean? I want to know if you're a man watching this, what would you rather be? So hot, so romantic, so much chemistry, or technically excellent? <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Um, and she, you know, she was saying that she laughed. She laughed a lot with uh, Ben. She laughed a lot with Ben and they were both good kissers. Why are we asking those questions though? I mean, I guess it's getting picked up by the media and I'm talking about on Daily Dose. But why are we asking these questions? Like both of them are, well, Brad, I guess, is maybe in a relationship, but Ben is married to JLo. Like let's move on, right? It's kind of weird. I don't want my, like my husband's ex-wife or ex-girlfriend who's very, very famous talking about how my husband is technically excellent in bed. J-Lo's going to come back out and she's going to be like, oh, he's more than technically excellent. I like getting manhandled. Um, okay, you guys, thanks for joining today's episode of Daily Dose of Donna. As always, I appreciate the subscribes, the likes, the shares, the comments, the engagement. If you are over on the podcast app listening, thank you so much for the five-star review and rating. Share it on your stories. I will reshare your Instagram stories if you tag me at this is Donna Bowling. As you know, this is my favorite thing to do every week, every day. I love recording and um, being part of Daily Dose of Donna. Tomorrow will be a VPR day, baby. And I'm going to get more info on the Jeff Lewis stuff. As always, love you guys. See you tomorrow. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.